Welcome to episode 26 of Developer Melange, a podcast about developing software in the 21st century directly from Vienna, Austria. Developer Melange brings regular discussions about everything software development. You can find us online on developermelange.github.io or you can follow us on Twitter via at devmelange, that's def, M-E-L-A-N-G-E. We are very keen on learning what you think about this show or the podcast itself. So please reach out for us on Twitter or leave your comments on our website. We appreciate all of your feedback. And now, here are your hosts. My name is David Leitner. I call myself an enthusiastic software professional who is working on different stacks and environments. My name is Paul Rohertzke. I'm a software developer with the heart of a tester. My name is Christian Haas. I'm a developer who embraces extreme programming. And here are our two guests. Today, um, Adrian Bolonio and Manuel Matusovic. Would you like to introduce yourself? No, no, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what we usually call hineingrätschen. Yeah. <laughs> then, then I will introduce them again as accessibility rockstars, right? <laughs> uh, just for that front-end developer. Now, let, let's, let's give the audience a quick overview. What are you doing? What are you interested in? Um, I'm, uh, I'm Adrian, uh, I'm a front-end developer at Wilhaven, so if you are from Austria, you know what Wilhaven is, uh, and I am uh, a huge advocate for accessibility, not an expert, but an advocate. My name is Manuel, I'm a, also a front-end developer, I've been a, front a freelance front-end Available for many years and since February I work for the city of Vienna and I'm uh, responsible for front-end stuff mostly and also accessibility as well. That's cool. pretty much it. We're talking today about what? We're talking about learning is sharing. No, sharing is learning, right? Definitely. I mix it up. So I should share it more often to learn it, right? But learning could sharing. also be sharing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to think about it as well. <laughs> no, I think you have a huge background in, in sharing knowledge, right? You're both um, talking at conferences, you're um, uh, supporting the, the Viennese community with, with a lot of things. Um, so I understand that you have this opinion that, that sharing is learning, but also learning is sharing. Yeah, it makes sense for me. So what, what would you... What would you what would you think is, is, is so important that we, we share as our community of software developers our practices? Um, there are many perspectives. So the first thing, and that's why I said that uh, learning could also be sharing, and sharing is learning, is that, for example, if I want to learn a new thing, um, what I do is that I don't just buy a book or read an article and learn about it, but I write about it. So um, one of the first things I wrote about accessibility was an article called, called um, Writing CSS with Accessibility in Mind, and I wrote about CSS and accessibility, but I didn't know anything about CSS and accessibility, or not too much at least. I learned it while I was writing, and I shared it, and it's, that's actually one of my most popular um, articles that I've written. It still gets shared after two or three years. Um, and I learned a lot in the process of sharing. So that's why I think it's incredibly important to, to, to share whatever you know, maybe you don't know. Um, because um, others will benefit and you yourself will also benefit from sharing. I already have a question here. So the method how you share it, does it have to follow a specific format or is it like journaling? Like simply today I learned and today I discovered. It could be a tweet, it could be an article, it could be a conference talk, a meetup talk, whatever. Um, it's just the, the way you approach it is different. So if you, let's say I want to learn about, I don't know, CSS grid layout, like the, the, the hot new thing in CSS and I want to learn about it, I can read an article, I could uh, read the spec if I'm uh, a badass. Um, or that's one way of doing it, or in other ways that I write about it. But if I write about it, I really want to make sure that I don't get things wrong and that I touch as many um, related things as possible so that I, that I get a more knowledge that I need for what I'm writing, just to make, really make sure that I get it right and that other people won't blame me for like, getting things wrong. And that's the, the approach is different, so you, you get much deeper into the topic, um, even if you don't need it for whatever you're sharing. But actually, uh, one thing doesn't exclude the, exclude the other. Uh, what Manuel is saying, like, 
write about it, but in the process of writing about it, at the end, you're reading, you're researching about oh, yeah, it. So you are, you're educating yourself. For sure. And, and in, in, uh, in exchange of educating yourself, you are collaborating, you are um, sharing as well with the community. Yeah. So either if it's a blog post or, or a tweet, you are putting your knowledge out for someone else who wants to educate themselves. Um, we tend to underestimate or undervalue ourselves. So um, it's like when we when we talk about languages. So it's people say like, oh, I, I don't speak, but I understand. Or or uh, yeah, I don't speak very good. Definitely, you understand more than you speak, but definitely you speak more than you think you do. So definitely, you know more about the topic that you want to write than you think you do. Uh, and in the process, you you learn and you give. Yeah, sure. I think one of the problems with blogging these days is that the the standards, so the the, the quality standard of blog posts is very high these days. Yeah. It, it can feel very, you can feel very uncomfortable and just, you know, posting an idea, yeah, you know, just not, not, not gold plating it, but just writing down a few sentences, a few thoughts, because this, this industry of, 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 of software engineering is in a so high standard already, I think, when it comes to blogging, that I always have this feeling it's, it's, it's very hard for people to make this first step and say, hey, here's what I have to share, yeah, maybe it's useful for someone, yeah. I agree to what you say, but on the other side, I really sometimes feel myself appreciating finding a really short, concise post that is not just uh, revamping everything and talking about the history of this topic, but just saying, that's what was, that was my problem, that's what I tried, here I failed, that was worked out, and we are done in one and a half page. And sometimes really, I'm really uh, excited about, thank you, not so much fluff around and not so much making you a, a good, awesome, cool guy that has experienced everything, but just little problem, little uh, solution and that's it and so i really like it <laughs> and at the end you need to to think as well that there is um audience for everyone sure so even if uh the creator of the javascript framework that you're using currently now uh is writing excellent post very technical but maybe you are not at that level yet of understanding what this rock star is writing. Maybe what you need is what you just mentioned. Maybe you need something consist, something sort, that it really answered the question that you are having. And maybe this post is written by a junior developer mm -hmm. who knows not more than you, but more in this specific topic than you. And maybe you're a better overall developer than, than him or her. But but it's, it's, it's nice to know that there's audience for everyone, that no one needs to feel not afraid or shame or ashamed to share their knowledge because it's very valuable, not only for you, but for someone. I'm 100% sure it's going to be valuable for someone. Mm. What helped me was the realization that uh, we are... Um, we we as, as the people who read blog posts and go to meetings and conferences and are on Twitter are in this teeny tiny bubble of like a really tiny percentage of people who share knowledge and consume knowledge mm -hmm. because the majority of developers just do their job. Yeah, that's really um, hard. And sometimes yeah. they consume content, but they're not as exposed to new mm -hmm. stuff and new input and, and content as much as we are. So what you're actually doing when you say that... Um, the standards are so high you're comparing yourself to the the, the, the top people or sure, sure. most of like the the, 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 the the most influential people in the community um, I'm running a meetup and um, I talk a lot to to attendees and I say hey next time you give a talk and say no I can't share anything don't anything I don't know what to talk about and and the, 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 the most of them I just say talk about whatever is interesting to you at the moment because like Adrian said um, it's probably or most definitely also interesting or new to someone else mm. um, like this example I I like to to give quick quick uh, tips or, or, or I like to share things I've learned on Twitter and Twitter is limited to how much is it 280 so it's usually just a sentence and sometimes nobody cares about it or just a few people will look at it but sometimes tweets blow up 
like uh, recently posted one thing and I don't know four or five hundred people retweeted it. It's just numbers, of course, but it's it, a lot of people were interested in this thing I discovered or I, I shared. It was just some basic HTML stuff, and you could say, okay, it's just HTML. Who would care about it? But a lot of people did, and you never know. Sure. So the the, the probably the, 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 the most important advice is if it's interesting to you, it's also definitely definitely interesting to someone else. Mm. I think that's totally true. Yeah, I, I think uh, that that's a very important point, and I I also realized this that when I when I for example uh, train people in, in Angular React, yeah, I think I was good in these topics before, but training them made me probably on a total different level. I could never reach it. By just you know reading blog posts or getting another experience in projects, I just think I could reach this level by sharing my knowledge. Yeah, because it's a total different level of learning. Yeah, I think it's the highest level of learning you can get when you teach something. Yeah? Mm. But still, you feel uncomfortable sharing or writing a blog post, for example. About I, yeah, I'm not really good at writing. I, okay. I prefer conference talks or, or trainings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to focus more again on writing. I have this 10 minutes rule which helps me yeah, to sit down for 10 minutes and really write for 10 minutes because after 10 minutes you usually like it. Mm -hmm. But the first 10 minutes are very hard. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> I think it doesn't matter how you do it, yeah, but I think it's very important that you that you provide your knowledge, not just because um, it's 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 of course also valuable to others, but you get a lot of feedback usually. If you say, "Hey, I did it like this, and it worked out for me," and somebody says, "Hey, but did you try this?" and they say, "Oh, clever! I never thought about it." Yeah, mm -hmm. it helps you a lot. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you provide it to just juniors or if you provide it to every senior people, right? Um, I think everybody everybody's opinion can teach you. Yeah? Uh, we we are talking uh, over this discussion about different ways and and. and formats of sharing uh, and we, we're talking about blog posts, we're talking about tweets, we're talking about conferences and I, I like the, the different, the, the differences between them because when, when we uh, write a blog post and, or a tweet, which is something that we put online and then it's there, whoever wants to consume it will consume it. You, you, you will never know um, who's going to read it. Uh, it could be a senior who's really looking for that answer for uh, for weeks, or is a is a junior who wants to uh, know more about the the whole topic. Um, but I find I found very valuable when someone uh, has the courage of making a a talk in a local meetup, which is. Uh, probably the, the the best way to start into public speaking. Go to your local community. Um, normally they are they are small or are not as big as big conferences, which maybe can you can feel more more afraid. But when you when you put in front, when you put yourself in front of people, then you you feel the vulnerability, and you can see the immediate feedback of the people. You know that if they are liking it, if they are not liking it, you can see who they are. So you know who's who's listening to you, because at the end you know more or less when you when you do networking at the end of the meetup or at the beginning or during the dinner, you can talk about them. You know if they are senior, if they are junior. If they give you feedback immediately. It's not the the feedback that you receive in a tweet who said, "Oh, have you tried this one?" It could be that I want to help you or I want to brag that I want that I know more than you. But I'm I'm hidden uh, in in an in an online profile when you are face to face. It's different. I I really appreciate the uh, first time speakers when they put themselves there, vulnerable, vulnerable, and then they accept the feedback and and they make they they really make you grow as as a as a public speaker. I really appreciate that. But I, I guess it's being being vulnerable. You can have this on different levels. People might not be as easy going as extrovert. I would say now extrovert to go on the meetup, even if there are only ten people, to talk to them. It can also be exposing uh, just to write a blog post or even be on Twitter, where half of the world comes back with you on shit post or shit storm, and there you have it. So it's I would say it in different different ways. But then again, who cares? I mean, exactly. 
Um, yeah. A few days ago, it's easy for us to say who cares. Yet being being the target then of of there was there was a harsh great, criticism. I think one of the greatest tweet uh, trends ever when when Dem Abramov this I think this year in December posted things he doesn't know. Right, yeah. and Dem Abramov is the inventor of Redux and then core member of the React team, and he just wrote things he didn't know, and it was it was very obvious things. Right, he he said he never actually I think he never connected to the database. Right, <laughs> which actually every web application does at some point. But he said he never established a connection to a database because it's mainly working in the front end. Yeah, and I, I and this this trend things you don't know and that people share what they don't know was really interesting. Yeah, where you said oh. This is, you know, my my idol. Yeah, I was looking up for this guy yeah. my whole life, and then he says, "Hey, I cannot connect to database." Right? It did, didn't make him, him less valuable for me, but it showed me, "Hey, this is just the usual guy as as you and me." And Absolutely. Was really Absolutely. Nice. I guess it's it's more important that you care about what you, what you are sharing, how you're sharing, and so if you just have this piece of information and you immediately share it without doing research or without like getting into it, then it's a bad thing because then then it's very possible that you will get negative feedback in some way because people will tell you, yeah, but did you check this and that? But if you if you take your time and you do a, re, a re, lot of research, it takes time, of course, to do research and to, to really make sure that what you're sharing um, makes sense and is, is right. But if you do that, what should happen? Right. So, yeah, like the worst thing, I mean, it happens to me all the time. I share a lot of content and people will say, yeah, you're wrong. And then... what? Well, What's the thing I do? I just say, I'm sorry. Next block post. Yeah, yeah, next block post. I'm sorry. I, I, I got it right. I just fix it and that's it. But most of the time, it, it's fine. And people say, thank you very much for doing that. I didn't know that. And that's much more uh, valuable, important than the few voices that would say, hey, that wasn't right. Of course, there's some negative feedback. Like people would say, hey, you suck because of sharing that. But just cross it off and it's fine. Okay, so, so, so this can be then... Um like a, a quicker feedback loop then. So you learn something, whatever the step is, and before you say, okay, I'm taking up the next step, I now internalize it in so as much as, so that I can then explain it to others. Yes, that could be one thing. And another thing is, another way of removing some pressure from yourself is to, before you publish someone, send it to someone respect. So yeah. when I got into accessibility, I took one of the, 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 the most respected experts and I just uh, tweeted him and I said, hey, I wrote something, can you please read it before I publish it? It would make me feel so much better. And he, he read it and he said, okay, it's fine. And I said, okay, it's, it's not bad. He said, no, it's fine. And I thought, okay, if he likes it and if he thinks it, at least it's okay, it's probably going to be okay. And it was. Mm. So that's also one way of just to find, find, you don't have to find a mentor or something, but just someone you respect or someone who, who also shares their knowledge and just ask them. Mm. If someone writes me and says, hey, could you, and I've done this a lot, uh, can you read that before I publish it, or can you give me some feedback? I will do it. Definitely. Also, uh, when we talk about uh, meetups and conferences, uh, you have to find the right meetup for you. Because uh, I've been to some meetups, and there are meetups in Vienna that I don't like too much because the audience is uh, interesting. Let's say interesting because um, some meetups are very opinionated. Opinionated. Okay. Let's, At this let's point in time, I would say, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's one of the problems we have, I think, that the, yeah. the community is very fragmented and very opinionated yes. very often. And some others are more open and it's easier to, 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 to talk about whatever uh, interests yeah. you. And it doesn't matter too much if there are 10 people or 100 people. It's more about the community. So you have mm -hmm. to find the right community for yourself. Then it's also probably much easier to, to talk about whatever you care about. And the good thing when, when you talk, either in a, in a meetup, in a conference, um, so when you prepare a talk, you're again, you're researching, you're talking about something that you know what you're talking about. So when you prepare a talk, you don't prepare a talk about the first topic that, you, that you, it came to your mind. You, you, you want to talk about something first, what Manuel said, that you like, that you, you are working with. So you're working with something, you're working um, with, an, with a technology, with a language, with a... It doesn't really apply uh, applies only to, techno to, to technology. Yeah. So it's the thing that you're daily doing or you're researching about it. That means you're, you're, an, you're a, an expert in this topic at any level. It doesn't matter if you're a PhD or you're a junior starting with this one. But you research enough to build a talk 
And what you're doing is sharing it with this community that Manuel was, was talking about. Get the feedback from the community. Get that feedback, and, and, and I like the idea of sending a, a blog post to, to someone who is, for you, maybe uh, appreciated, right? Someone who, who you think that if it reads the article, you will be calmer, you will be more calm. Then get the feedback from someone who you think is a good speaker. And not only in the topic, how, how did I answer the question? I was, was I too fast? What, is it, what, what, like? what, would, you, what would you suggest to, to first-time speakers? What's the most important thing you learned in, in public speaking? I, re I remember my, my first talk, uh, that it was in, here in Vienna in a, in a local meetup in, in, in Vienna, JS, in the JavaScript uh, community in Vienna, and I was terrified. Obviously, uh, I was, it was the first time that I, that I put myself into a, an audience, small one. It was like maybe 20 to 30 people. Uh, but I started the talk, and, and the, the, the feeling was exactly what I explained. I was like, what the heck? I'm an expert in here. Uh, I know what I'm talking about. And I prepared the slides. I read them maybe 120 times. I, I did the talk to myself, to my girlfriend, to my colleagues. Another 20 times. Really? I know what I'm talking about. So if they don't like it, well, it's up to them. I know what I'm talking about. Am I wrong? Perfect. I will receive the feedback. I will fix it. I will maybe do another talk. The next one will be better. That's, that's what I thought. The next one will be better. That was, I'm, I'm thinking on the next one. So what is my advice to, to first-time speakers? First, know your community. As Manuel said, go to the meetup that you want to talk. So... Know the audience that you will talk to. Know the organizers. Talk to them. Ask them for advice because they are the organizers. They know what the audience is. They know what time do you need. What is the topic? Is it interesting? Is it not interesting? And if you have the opportunity, talk to the speakers that they are talking in this meetup and ask them for advice. Because maybe they are, as well, first-time speakers. They already done with the first talk. They can immediately tell you, look, I... Now I'm, 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 I feel comfortable, and oh, if I would have known this before, I can tell you now. That's what I would, I would recommend to, to, to first speaker. What about you, Manuel? Also, um, what you mentioned, like a lot of preparation, just, just, just really know what you're talking about and practice a lot. So uh, usually when I'm on stage, it seems like I'm just nah, talking, I'm easygoing because like that's that's how I am. But in reality, I just really learned that shit by heart. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every talk, if I, ju I just need five minutes to get into the slides again, I will tell you by heart a talk that I prepared last year. Just because I really, really practice a lot. It gets better from time to time. I feel, I feel totally bad now because I never do this, really. Oh, I do that a lot. Just because, like, just because it's in English. How many, how many times do you typically practice for the, uh, before the first time you give the talk? Well, it depends. Um, I, I put a lot of time into the slides, so I, it, it takes me days just to prepare the slides. Um, and also, while I'm preparing the slides, I uh, uh, always uh, like already prepare the sentences I'm going to say. And um, it really depends on the talk, but at least five to ten times uh, I will do a dry run. I'm, I'm similar. So I, I haven't spoken at a public forum yet, so in a meetup or something, though I did hold... Um, uh, talks in my previous company with also about 5,200 listeners across the company and for me it's also about the timing so I'd like to I also have my high standards that I want to uphold for myself of course, for, yeah. for making the talks I want to be good to be, I want my talk to once like I would like, want to listen myself and also be entertained mm -hmm. so for me a talk is not just informal, but also has to have some sort of entertainment value as well. So even if, if people don't learn anything, anything new, I at least want them also to have some, some funny experience with that. So in my previous one, for instance, I deliberately added, and now we're going to play bullshit bingo. Here's the, here's the sheet. I even handed out sheets with the proper bullshit bingo sheet out and then continue the talk. Just to have the people the experience, yes, okay, if they didn't learn anything new, at least they had the... The emotional attachment with that. But, but at, at the same time, it makes you feel uh, calmer because you, you know that they, they are uh, expecting something, uh, not, not expecting something very high, but at least they're going to have fun. Right. So for you, it was like, okay, this is going to be good. They're going to have fun. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe something that, I, that um, I didn't do, but I know that a lot of people have 
and they and they liked it. And it's something similar to what Manuel said. It's not knowing it by heart, but but writing it literally what you want to say in the speaker notes. Really? So you're no, so you are reading your talk. I mean, of course, yeah, it may yeah. be the first times. You're no, reading something that you that you know that it sounds good, is 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 okay to say, and you don't need to improv that much. And that that could help uh, to initiate in, the, in public speaking. Again, I'm not a great fan, but I know that some people do yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. So my, my, my tiny experience in public speaking tells me I'm totally freaking out when I'm on stage and I have no nerve to look at the screen. Mm, yeah. So I just know the following of my slides and on my animations and stuff. So I, I have a pretty good idea what is coming and going on and what I want to talk about. But I cannot take a look on the screen. Yeah, so anything that would be there would not be of any help to me. So and and even having sentences written out there, I, I cannot imagine how to read them <laughs> if I need them. Or <laughs> so it, it comes then down back to also different styles of presenting, different styles of transmitting the knowledge, be it yeah. now in, in a, in a, at a talk or as a blog post, a tweet, or even a video recording, what have you. It also has to match or matches also with the learning ways or how people learn with different ways. Now it be now audio, video, text, whatever, and then you have some sort of combination with this absolutely i mean i think now is very common in in some developers to to start creating courses mm. right uh, there's a lot of uh continuous education um, platforms like egghead io yeah udemy uh in the uh in the spanish-speaking community platzi which is a latin american spanish uh, mm. platform only for for spanish-speaking um, people uh even even youtube i mean not only you can be youtuber to, to talk about your life but um there's a lot of developers who who, who are doing uh extremely good things in youtube to uh show um yeah pieces of of code pieces of projects that that seems relevant for them that at the end is relevant for the community yeah. so this is something that uh the at, at the end is sharing uh, different format again uh, you're public speaking but you don't have a live audience right. which could help for these introvert people who can who can um, who can start in the public speaking uh, path or, or, or career without a live audience immediately mm. but they can get they can retrieve this feedback over over the internet what right. mm. another uh, Less less stressful way of getting started is um, to translate articles. Uh, I learned that because um, I was in Saint Petersburg two years ago at a conference and it was the first uh, fully English-speaking front-end conference in, in in Russia or in Saint Petersburg. And um, in the audience, most of the people understood what they heard on stage, but um, not to to like the, uh, the degree you would expect the audience in Austria or Germany to understand English. And um, what I learned is that one of the most valuable things that some people can do in the, for example, Russian community is to translate English articles. So I think at least two or three of my articles are translated to, to um, Russian, Portuguese, Japanese, Korean, um, and, and some other languages, I forgot it. So it's, it's like you learn... I guess if you translate something, you learn a lot, um, and um, it's not your content, kind of, but it has a huge impact because um, by, by translating, you're also spreading a lot of knowledge. That's also one way of doing it, so if you're mm. not just speaking German or English, uh, but another language, um, especially in communities where people don't understand English too much, it's a perfect way of also learning something. And uh, sharing. Usually, it is at the Martin Fowler articles. They all languages. Another way that I've been uh, seeing lately, and I like it a lot, is mentoring. Mm -hmm. uh, so at the end, you're um, you're sharing with a small portion of the audience, um, one, two, three, three people privately. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're not sharing the knowledge to the community because they would probably share it in another way. 
but you're taking the time to uh, to understand uh, in privately the, the, the your audience, which is one one person who's who's uh, looking for a, a very specific knowledge. You're mentoring in this one. I recently talked last last month in Colombia in the JSConf in the JavaScript Conf Colombia, and what they had was a mentoring program for first-time speakers. So not only in Colombia, but internationally. So any of the any speaker or any experienced speaker could apply. They will put you in contact with the first-time speaker, How and then you can. Because I think I know it. Yeah, it's 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 driven by by, by a German community. Yeah. Mm, I I, th this one was privately for the ah, conference. Okay. okay. But uh, but if if it's a there is a website for uh, mentors where people can present yeah. themselves as mentors or offer the mm -hmm. mentorship to others. That, that's 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 a very nice uh, idea and very nice way of sharing your knowledge with someone as well. I actually had a mentor for a year, Aaron Gustafson, who works with Microsoft, and he's um, he's been around for um, 20, 20 years in the web community, and also he's very respected in the web accessibility uh, community. And he offered a mentorship, and uh, I was his mentee for a year, and uh, we would do uh, like a buy. Uh, every, every two weeks, we would uh, have a Skype call, and he would just ask me, "What are you up to? What What do you want to? Do you have any questions? What do you want to learn? What do you want to, to achieve?" And I said, "I want to write an article for Smash Magazine. I want to write, write an article for Alice Depart, and I want to give a conference talk." This and there. I said, "Okay, let's do that. Let's work on that for the next year." And that's what we did. We just I wrote articles, and he checked it, and um, he also called some people. And, um, that, that was really, really, really like. A, a, Amazing way of learning, mm -hmm. learning from someone who, who knows their stuff. So, um, I'm, I'm going to look for the for the link, and I'm going to share it with you um, for the for the, uh, for the show notes. Uh, there is this website where people offer a mentorship, and this is one of the most valuable ways of, of learning and getting feedback, like a mentorship. And actually, one of the, I think my first conference talk, or one of the first I gave to him. Uh, via Skype and it was one of the most terrifying things that uh, I've ever experienced. I gave a, a, a talk um, in, in April, I think, in Helsinki in front of 400 React developers about React and accessibility. I don't know shit about React. And that was fine. That was totally cool. 400 people about React. I don't care. But uh, talking in front of him, like a, a single person via Skype, I was yeah, so terrified. It's, it's, it's but I learned a lot. He, he, he was really nice and, and, and calm and so on. And, it gave me a lot of uh, uh, fantastic feedback, so that's also something I can definitely recommend. Cool. Well, what I can recommend for preparing talks is smells like teen spirit. Yeah, that's what I always listen before my talks. Yeah, very loud. Yeah, because I usually always come just one minute before I talk um, to the stage. Yeah, because you know I don't want to see all the people. I just listen to the song, take the headphones up, go okay. in. Take the clicker and start. Yeah, that's really, that's okay. your song. It's always uh, Nirvana. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's because cool. you know if I'm standing there ten minutes before, I get nervous. Yeah, because I see people coming in and coming in and coming. I usually go to the toilet. Yeah, um, okay. wash my hands. Yeah, listen to the song. Check the clock. If it's two minutes before I go in, take the clicker and start. <laughs> I like that. Here's something that I can't recommend, but. That's something I do, and I think it helps me. Uh, I change my slides directly before the talk. Like, <laughs> I, sit, I know I have five minutes now, I'm changing slides. It's like the one of the worst things you can do, but uh, I think it calms me down. Yeah, I think yeah. one of the worst tips is um, uh, thinking about your audience naked, right? I, I never got this. No, problem. never. Yeah. Well, why never should you it. do this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Makes not all You don't want yeah. to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, a lot of, of, of good tips, but I, I don't like this one. Yeah. But I think it's it's really a personal thing. Yeah, you need to practice, and then you find a way how can how you can do it. Uh. Um, um, going back to the to the to the discussion, I think, and I will go a bit away of the of the public speaking, uh, and I will go back to to Twitter, which uh, apparently is a, is a tool that. That developers we right is the social network that developers are using most. What I want to say is like it, the same as we are saying, engage with an, with a mentor, engage with uh, someone who's who already uh, spoken right in 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 conferences. 
the same as if you want to tweet about something get engaged with the community first in Twitter there is a lot of discussions happening uh, over, uh, around a hashtag uh, in our case in accessibility there is ASX chat uh, DEF the, the, the website the, the forum uh, organizes as well discussions over a hashtag in Twitter get there discuss about it know the, the, the community in Twitter um, and then create your own opinions create your own uh, articles mini articles we, we were talking about two, uh, 280 characters uh, and, and place it there and you will you will be surprised like you were that, uh, that, that someone will like your 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 tweet someone will retweet your tweet you were store start uh, earning not earning but gaining uh, followers and, and and that will make you feel better is, the, is there a comment, uh, thing about blog posts again, Paul, your example of, of looking at some information and you want to, the short gist of it, just the core information, not some fluff around it, would there be some, some sort of ideal blog post, a format of, like my preconditions or this is what I knew before and this is now what I'm learning? Make it more complex then? I don't know. It depends. It depends on, on what you want to share. So I have some posts that took me literally weeks, like I made this thing where I put a lot of uh, animations, like custom CSS animation stuff, and it, it's if you think about it, it's just, it's just so stupid that I did that because like hours, hours and days I put just into into making it beautiful. But it was fun and, and feedback was fine. And people liked it and people learned something. And then there are things that only take five minutes. So I started this thing that I copied from Reddit. Um, I guess most of you probably know Reddit's website. It's um, it's, it's uh, separated into different um, topics or user groups. Let's, let's call it like that. And there's one thing called Today I Learned, where people just share a sentence. One thing they learned. I learned that whatever. I know. Uh, I, I, today I learned that the Beatles only existed for 10 years, for example. Really? Yeah. I, this. I think they did it uh, only 10 years. And um, I copied that and put it on my website. So I have this page on my site, uh, slash TIL, which is short for Today I Learned, where I share just one thing that I learned today. And uh, the feedback was phenomenal. People really liked it. And a lot of people copied it, which I really liked, because he said, I'm going to steal that idea and put it on my site, because it's a really nice way of, of sharing. It doesn't take much time. And if you share it on Twitter as well, people will give you feedback and say, hey, but I discovered this and that. Um, and, and I've never received bad feedback. Um, so quite the opposite of what David said. Some, someone would, would, would write, yeah, but I tested it on this browser, maybe we can uh, check that out. Or, um, yeah, How often then, do you typically share, feed, uh, share posts in that section? What how, how often do you typically share the post in that section? Once per day. <laughs> Today. <laughs> no, 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 not once per day. Um, I don't know. I have about 23 posts and I started it seven months ago. Whenever there is something I think it's interesting. So no pressure. pressure because pressure is bad. Whenever I find something. And if someone tweet about... Uh, uh, your your today I learned and said look but this in uh, in this browser doesn't work but then next today I learn yes. it's done yeah you learn that this doesn't work do, do, so, do so take take every every change every feedback um, there's two ways that you can take it you can take it as a risk you can take it as an opportunity so make it as an opportunity make it as a lesson learned write about it share it that's 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 the topic that we're discussing about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like this idea a lot. Yeah, I think many people do this more or less also on the blog posts. They say, "Hey, I just share what I learned." Yeah. And I, I like this idea because I also did this a couple of. I think I'm still doing it, but maybe more implicit now. But I, when I when I go home from work, I often ask myself, "What did I learn today? What was new today?" Yeah. And I think one of the most influential talks or things that happened through my career ever uh, was was a talk by by Dan North where he mentioned. Um, he usually always left company when he had the feeling that he didn't learn anything for the last three months, right? And I really keep this in my mind, yeah, when I have the feeling that I don't learn anything anymore. Yeah, I usually switch the project. I don't always switch the company, but I usually start to switch projects. Yeah. And I think this is very powerful because you always should 
should think of what what did you learn today yeah it's 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 it's, it's really a lot about you and you should be very aware that your time is also limited yeah and if you want to grow in what you're doing and if you want to grow in your personality of course you need to take this opportunity to learn something yeah and the risks are really low because the worst thing that can happen is that nobody cares exactly. it's yeah. just there you know you learned it you share it nobody cares fine and, and i wanted to ask you do you also see this as a possible conversation starter? Like uh, someone oh, else ca coming in and saying, okay, what did you learn? Could you explain it a little bit more? So this yeah. could be a, 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 lean, a lean method then to they learn and see, is someone interested? No, well, don't care. Then yes, then you can expand in a little longer, in a longer long post perhaps. Or yeah, like definitely, that. absolutely. Yeah. What about that? Absolutely, <laughs> because it could, it could definitely turn even into a, the, a talk. Mm -hmm. What about the problem if you want to uh, write about something and you start about thinking it and working out the structure of the article and then you see it grow and grow and explode and it gets a book just in your head, the outline. So how do you deal with this? Well, maybe start with episode one. <laughs> and then, and then from there you uh, will have a capital zero, nice, nice, no, yeah. You start with episode four and nice, then nice, nice uh, blog, right? You will have a episode or a, yeah. over episode. That's that's not a bad idea. Um, I, when you started the question, I thought you you were going to any. I realized in my mind that you're starting with with a with a topic with an idea, and then you think about, it, and then you research, and then it's ready to go. And then you open Twitter and someone else has, has posted the, the blog post the same week. <laughs> so this is something like, damn, I, I, I had it. My advice is do it. Do it. Because you will have another vision. Right. Also, also not, I would also add not to be discouraged by already finding someone else having written this. Because even if you write about the same thing, you will write it in your way, in, in mm. your experience, what have you. And this is, this is something I learned from an interview that was made with Jean-Michel Shah. Mm -hmm. Because he said it this way. Uh, Still alive. Yeah, okay. and kicking. And uh, <laughs> asked about uh, being creative and doing some mu music styles and whatnot. And he said, well, even if you are starting out and realize, well, someone else already did this kind of creative work, whatever, still do it your way because you're still adding in, adding your own experience, your own feeling, your own what have you into it. Definitely what I said before, there is audience for everyone. Mm -hmm. And actually, in fact, I will, I will even insist in share it with that person. Tweet up, tweet mm -hmm. him, her, send it, say, look, I really like, I really enjoy your blog post. And even though I wrote about it, could you, could you maybe compare do you do you mind to read my blog post and tell me give me feedback if you think that this person is is, is valuable for you and right? you respect their opinions um so why not just share it with them with these people and like be a sponge right mm -hmm. get all the feedback you can next time you will you will do it differently better but in, in the, definitely it's what you said in your own way mm -hmm. I, I think i think this podcast is actually a very good a very good example of, of sharing right because uh, I mean most of our audience will not know it right but this whole thing started as an idea of meeting often again because we all worked somehow together or at least um, know each other from a community context and we said hey it's always interesting when we meet we have a couple of interesting topics to talk about why don't we just meet once a month for a coffee yeah? and then somebody said yeah let's record it so yeah, recording. I always wanted to do a podcast. So yeah. yeah, let's do it, right? And this was exactly how this involved, right? It was never the idea to to create a podcast. It's more idea to you know share our knowledge and and you know talk to each other on on a, on a monthly basis, right? And, and we just said, hey, let's record it. Maybe it's valuable for somebody else. And it turned out that it's valuable for somebody else. Mm -hmm. right? And even if you have zero listeners, you at least met for a coffee. Exactly. And a Exactly. <laughs> Definitely. No, and I think it's a very valuable format as well, right? We were talking about courses, tweets, blogs, uh, talking in conferences, YouTube, podcasts. Yeah. Definitely. I have I have the same experience with a friend of mine uh, in Barcelona who who has the same uh, opinion. Like, oh, let's, I'm meeting with my colleagues from my team, developers. 
Well, let's record it. And now he's, he's uh, doing a huge podcast called What the Front? So <laughs> they're talking about Fronten uh, in Spanish okay. already for the non, non-Spanish speakers. But, but it's been quite successful. They are recording as well in YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it's video and podcast. And it, it was uh, born out of Let's Meet and Share. Mm-hmm. Sure. I have another great example. Um, I was in Toronto in uh, Canada last last year for uh, LA Toronto um, Accessibility Conference, and I um, met uh, David. And David told me that uh, he was teaching uh, a class of uh, aspiring front-end developers about front-end stuff. And they said they asked him, um, "Now, if I if I create a website, what are the things that I have to check before I launch it? So, w- what do I have to get right?" And he said. You know, you, you have to make sure that uh, you have a title, you have a description, you have the language attribute, you have the, the, the meta tags for Facebook and so on. And uh, he put, put together a list and he put it on, on, on GitHub. And uh, the next day he woke up and all of a sudden he had like 800 stars on GitHub in one night. It was like, whoa, what's happening? And then he was working on it and uh, it turned into front end checklist. I don't yeah, know if you have heard about it. It's like 36,000 uh, stars on, on GitHub. Uh, I just, thought items, not 36,000 items on checklist. No, 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 no. <laughs> no it's, it's like uh, I don't know, 100 items or something like that. Some are critical, some are moderate, and some, some things you might don't need for your website. And it uh, turned into a huge thing. Like there, there are a lot of people contributing to it, and it's evolving. And they have this CEO uh, checklist and front end checklist, and I think he's also working on an accessibility checklist and a performance checklist and so on. So it can turn into something big as well that has a huge impact because mm-hmm. I'm using it, it in most of my projects that I'm launching just just to make sure that I didn't forget anything, uh, or I'm sharing it with all of my students. Mm-hmm. I want to take advantage of what you just said and, and maybe uh, comment another format of sharing, which is uh, contribute to an open source uh, project in any Git repository. It doesn't have to be GitHub, GitLab, Bitbucket. Um, if you are willing to learn, the same as you're writing a post, you will research. Uh, if you find an open source library that you like, you use and you feel that something is missing, then Instead of um, going to the GitHub issues and say, hey, why don't you make support for TypeScript? Why don't you add this feature that I'm using and I think I'm the only one using? And then you realize that you have 36 plus ones in your comment and someone say like, plus one, I really want it, uh, please add it. Well, then jump in, make a pull request to this open source uh, project. This is something, uh, this is another format to contribute to the community mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Or if you're lacking the confidence, uh, you can also, some some uh, issues are labeled with first, uh, great first issue, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Maybe just take a look at uh, one of those, because they're usually easy to get Up into. Up for grabs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this was impressive. I think this was a very enthusiastic round this time. Lots yes. of lots of ideas spreading around. I really liked it. Yeah. So so thank you for, for being so open about your, your first time as a speaker, your, your experiences with, with, with sharing and learning. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's that's valuable for everybody. Uh, I think, uh, as, as as we said earlier, there's there's <laughs> nobody who is, is finished in learning. You can always learn. Um, so thanks again for for joining us. As, as usual, we now end up our episode with some kind of community meetup from from Vienna. So last time we talked about the meetup you're planning to 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 start the accessibility club in in Vienna. So I think there are two rules, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what what are what other meetups do you usually join? Do you have, do you do you join meetups on a regular basis, or do you just go based on the topics, or do you have some favorite community? What what would you what would you recommend to somebody who is coming newly to Vienna? Um, definitely yes, I I I join the community quite often in Vienna. Sometimes because I like the community, so I go regularly, or sometimes because I check the topic before. Uh, normally I join React. Uh, meetup in Vienna JavaScript mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes UX Vienna as well. Of course, I'm a front-end developer, so that's the topics that I'm quite interested. Um, and yeah, I would recommend everyone to join uh, their local communities in the topic that they are totally interested. How about you, Manuel? 
Um, for me, it's also the actually the, the React meetup. Um, I'm not a React developer, but I like the community and yeah. I also like to you know learn about uh, things that I don't do every day. Um, I'm also sometimes at Vienna Jazz, and I'm always quite busy, so um, <laughs> I don't go regularly, but I try to find the time. Um, also, I, w I was a few weeks ago. I was at my first creative morning. It's like a design breakfast meetup you could say uh, that's really interesting that's something i can recommend and of course my own meetup web clerks meetup which is uh, for pretty much everyone who works in the web uh, web area and uh, we're actually running a conference on november 25th that was already okay so yeah it was great yeah yeah <laughs> if it wasn't a complete disaster it's going to happen next year as well um this year uh, we have a, a strong focus on design and front-end development uh, front development so we have people like uh, jeremy keith rachel andrew uh, hayden pickering remy sharp it's also well known in the javascript community um, and we are also running this meetup, which is usually, if I find the time, um, five times a year. And we also like to not just um, invite local speakers, but also people from um, outside. So we had, for example, Charlie Owen or Harry Roberts as guests. Oh, know, cool. And, and the, the conference is single track, I guess, right? Yeah, single okay. day, single track. That's what I see more and more smaller conferences we get in Vienna now, right? We had we had the big ones like we developers or Fox Days Vienna. Now we have very 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 small ones, single track ones, which are focused on on one very particular topic. I think that's very interesting to see. Yeah, same like DevFest Vienna yeah, as exactly. well. One day, one track. Yeah. Actually, two days, but workshops one yeah. day. Yeah. Conference. I was in, in Linz now at the script conf. It was also one mm -hmm. afternoon actually. It was a nice format. It was in the one of the best conferences. Friday afternoon, yeah. So I went there by, by train at 12 o'clock. So I worked mm -hmm. a half day and went there then. Yeah. So it was really good. I can fully recommend it. Yeah, there is another one. Um, I, I think I mentioned already in this podcast uh, the Agent Conf in, in, in Dornbin, which yeah. is um, two Both days conference, two days skiing. It's and, also great. And one. last week, the latest information about next year Dev One in Linz. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Web and DevOps yeah. conference in Linz. And the tabac fabric, mm. yeah. quite interesting as well. Yeah, definitely. Actually, our conference is a response to the larger ones, to the fact that people are organizing those large recruiting things. Yeah, because sure. uh, if you have like I don't know two thousand people there, it's probably not about the people there. It's probably about the companies yeah. sponsoring the thing. At least that's that's what I experienced with also those events. I don't like it. Um, it it's usually if the events are community driven, so by the community, for the community, you get the most value out of it. Sure. This, this is why I like uh, ScriptConf and I haven't been to Agent but I've talked to the people and uh, they're, they're really No, it's amazing. Job. I yeah. have to If you like skiing in, in addition, it's, <laughs> it's the best one you can choose, I guess. Cool. I think Perfect. this was it. Another yes. episode of Development Veloz. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for Thanks having again. us. Yeah.